Listen up. Freedom isn't free. Freedom comes with a price. This is the hard, painful truth. To be free, live free, act free. Wouldn't that be nice? Freedom isn't free. People have been held back, held down. Let people express themselves instead of a frown. Have their dreams and who they are. Shouldn't everyone be a star? Freedom isn't free. But why not? We could be the change in the world. Life is hard, but we have each other. There will be bumps in the road, but we can work together. I'll stand up for myself and stand up for others. I am you. You are me. So let me ask you, in case you still don't agree, is freedom really free? What's going on, everybody? My name is Jake Lloyd, and this is the DC Scores Podcast, taping this on Thursday, January 15th here in Washington, D.C., and that was Leroy Boyd, an incredible youngster from Imagine Hope Community Charter School, Tolson Campus, who performed his poem, Freedom Isn't Free, at the DC Scores Poetry Slam back in early December. Leroy won the Shine Award for Best Individual Performance, and because of that, he, along with another student, Jency from Barnard Elementary School, will not only be going to the America Scores National Poetry Slam in New York City in April and representing D.C., but they will also be performing their poems live on NBC next Friday, January 23rd on the Midday News with Barbara Harrison. Yes, they will be performing their poems live. How cool is that? You can check that out again on Friday, January 23rd during the 11 o'clock hour. Expect them to go on live TV, NBC, probably between about 11.30 and noon. As a reminder, you, you can subscribe on iTunes to the DC Scores podcast. Simply search DC Scores. You can also find all of our podcasts and download them or play them on the embedded player by visiting our blog at dcscores.blogspot.com. I am really excited for today's podcast because I was recently joined by three DC Scores board members, those who behind the scenes are making things happen for our organization. I've always felt like we never really give enough love to our board, at least externally, and it's time to change that because our board is made up of 18 members who all feel very strongly about the impact of DC scores. They all have differing stories as far as you know how they were introduced to the organization and their roles on the board of directors and the different aspects of DC scores that really appeal to them and pull at their heartstrings. And today you're going to get to meet three of them. Our board of directors helps shape the vision for serving DC scores, for doing for serving DC youth, for doing things like implementing an older youth program, and of course for making all of the big financial decisions on a year-by-year basis. Each board member also contributes financially every year, often in very generous amounts. And 100% of our board members who are selected to three-year terms, and our board members can serve two three-year terms, many of them do, they all volunteer at least at at least one special event every year, and many of them volunteer at more. So without further ado, here's your chance to meet three of our amazing team of 18.
And I am now joined by Andrea Custis, who is one of our newer board members, having joined the board last June. Um, Andrea has had a very distinguished career in sales, marketing, and much more during 34 years at Verizon. And she is currently a leadership consultant and an executive board member at the Reta Group, as well as Capital VoIP Solution, in addition, of course, to being on our board of directors. Welcome to the podcast, Andrea. Thank you, Jake. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great to talk to you. Now, i got, I got to admit, I didn't even know Verizon was around in the late 70s. Uh, how cool was it to be right in the middle of all those technological innovations that were going on there? I, I tell everybody, Jake, I feel so blessed. I had a phenomenal career, and you're absolutely right. Verizon did not... Um, come about until the later years. I, when I started, I started in Bella, Pennsylvania as a trainee. And then Bella, Pennsylvania grew and it became um, Bell Atlantic. And then Bell Atlantic grew and it became Verizon. So I've had an awesome career. And I always tell everybody that the career that I had, I had an opportunity to be, to work in HR, to work in sales, as you said, marketing, operations, doing special testing. So it was like working for several little companies within a company. So I am very grateful for a phenomenal career. Yeah, that is that is absolutely incredible. Um, I'm sure we could sit here and talk for hours about all the different roles uh, you had throughout the years. But um, you know, more recently, uh, you were introduced to and then joined uh, the board here at DC Scores. Can I ask you how how did you first hear about DC Scores? Okay, this is the strangest story, Jake. I'm on a train, an Amtrak train, and I was going to Philadelphia. And next to me was a wonderful person. He was the former chairman of DC Scores, Peter. Mm-hmm. And so Peter and I began to talk, and we started talking about all kinds of things. And he said, well, what's your interest? Why are you going to Philadelphia? And I said, well, I used to live there for 20-some years. And a lot of the nonprofit work I do, I do in Philadelphia. He said, well, where do you live? I said, Northern Virginia. He said, oh, no, no, you need to be in D.C. (laughs) doing that type of work. And I said, you're absolutely right. And so he began to, like, do this interview with me that was awesome to find out what my interests were. So we, we talked for, oh, my gosh, it had to be, like, about two hours. And so at the end of that, he came up with three different organizations, and D.C. Scores was one of the organizations after he found out my interest and what I wanted to do. And so I immediately followed up with him, and um, I fell in love with it on my first contact um, with D.C. Scores. The first place that I came was at a gallery in um, Washington, D.C., and it was the, the kids were reading poetry. And it, was, it blew my mind. I brought my daughter with me, who's um, a resident um, in Cleveland, and she came with me. And we started just going up to the students and introducing ourselves. And my daughter said I was so silly because I asked one of the young men, I said, are you good? Are you really good in poetry? <laughs> and Jake, he was phenomenal. He said to me, good? I'm awesome. He said, I'm going to be reading my poetry tonight. And you're going to have an opportunity, so uh, you let me know when I finish. Well, when he got up there and he started doing his poetry, it was about racism and um, injustice and all of these, like, heavy topics. 
and he had this um, sport coat and pants and tie on. He was erect, and when he came down, I asked him for his autograph. I said, because I think you're probably going to be the next president of the United States. I said, you're so awesome. He said, I told you I was. <laughs> I, fell, I fell in love. I said, if this is indicative of the development and the training and what D.C. Sports is doing, I want to be a part of it. And so I fell in love that day. And then I went to, you know, a, a couple soccer games. And I'm not, I don't know anything about soccer. I'm horrible. And I was just watching the kids. It, very quickly, you can see it's a team sport. And there was some, some talent there that I said, wow, a, lot of, a number of the kids have a bright future in soccer. And I just fell in love with the coaches. And then when I got to know the staff, I've worked with a lot of nonprofits. And on a scale of one to five, five being awesome, I'll put the D.C. scores staff right there, right up there with the number five. Such leadership, like just caring, uh, bright individuals that I have fallen in love with the staff. So I, I'm, I'm so happy with working with D.C. scores. Very happy. Well, I can certainly tell you that you are not the first person who has told one of our young poets, or, or thought about one of our young poets, that they will be a future president or council member or have some high-ranking leadership position, because that's certainly the impression that a lot of people get after watching them on stage. They're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. So the poetry aspect at that event, that really reeled you in, and then you saw the soccer and thought it was awesome, even though you don't really play soccer or know a whole lot about that the sport. Is that correct? Right. And, I, and Jake, the piece that I love is that for, for many of these students, and they're not like um, unlike any of the urban students um, in major cities, um, you really need to have something for an after-school program. It certainly keeps people out of trouble, young kids out of trouble. And the piece that I like is that they're having an opportunity to develop themselves physically. So when you think about that, and I, I'm a big supporter of Michelle Obama when it comes to eating right and exercising, mm -hmm. I, I just love that component of the program that, that the young kids are, you know, getting all of the physical activity and training that they need. So we're working with their bodies. You're working with their minds, an opportunity to express themselves. And then I love the community service part of giving back because who says that, you know, wherever you come from, I don't care whether you come from an affluent background, a very poor background, all of us can make a difference and give back in our community. So I love that, that third component of D.C. scores. Yeah, absolutely. Have you gotten you know a chance to to hear about any of the particular, or is there one service project that you've heard about that really resonates with you? Like, wow, like the impact that these kids are making is is that really incredible? Well, I love pets, so I love the project that they did last year when they were working with the animals, and I think it's such an opportunity to show a lot of love and care for um, all of the students to participate in that. So I love that they were caring and loving and taking care of the animals. I thought that was absolutely wonderful. And then just recently, I've not met Sebastian. I plan on meeting him one day. But I love the story that I just read that Bethany sent out where, you know, he was a young man that came from Columbia, didn't speak 
um, very much English, but played soccer there, was a good soccer player. You know, everyone got an opportunity to peep him and see it, and so he had an opportunity to play soccer, you know, with another league. Now is in college, but the story to me about the community service is two things about him. He volunteered to come back as an assistant coach um, to, to help the young mm-hmm. kids with soccer, but then the one where, I, seriously, I had tears in my eyes, is that when he went back to Columbia, he is spending his time working with some of the same students, you know, that he came up with, that he was able to develop with, to start a soccer program for really poor kids in Columbia. How wonderful is Sebastian? That is, to me, a role model of what we're all about. Yeah, he really is incredible. I've had the pleasure of getting to uh, talk to him on several occasions. And, um, yeah, and he's not the only one, too. There are several kids who, well, first of all, hundreds of kids who stay involved during high school, but then many others who, even when they go off to college, are always thinking about D.C. scores and, more importantly, just thinking about you know doing something similar in terms of helping those who, who grew up in similar situations to them. So it really is powerful. It's very powerful, Jake, extremely. But what a difference that each of them are making. So it does say that one individual can make a difference. And just the idea of giving back and and helping others, you know, you pull others, you push others. And so I'm just so proud of um, these students because, to me, they are wonderful role models for all of us. And the other project you referred to, that was at Bancroft Elementary School, and they... The students, you know, these third through fifth graders, they organized a one-mile run all on their own to support this animal shelter, and they actually raised more than $1,000 for the animals. So that really was, it just showed that, you know, regardless of your age or what community you live in, you can make a real tangible difference. How cool is that? How (laughs) cool is that? What a great idea. You've got to love them. They're these these kids are so they're, they're amazing kids. All they need is an opportunity, and that's what DC Scores is doing, and that's what I'm proud of. You know, um, tell me about you know. Obviously, it hasn't been uh, that long of a tenure yet, but tell me about your role on the board. I know you do several things. Um, definitely won't forget the tremendous job you did with the ask at our annual breakfast back in October. But um, what are the, some of the main functions that you've served so far? So um, one of the committees that I'm on, and I I think it's the um, backbone of the organization, um, and that is I'm working with um, uh, Daniel um, and also Chris, who's leading up the uh, cultivation committee. And I believe that we're doing really good things, so we're really trying to um, really, like, stop, pause for a moment, think about – ways that we can bring in new individuals that will donate as well as individuals who will volunteer. And um, one of the, the, the things that I think helped me tremendously so is that I had an opportunity early on to um, go to um, Dallas and to be part of the Benavon training. So that really helped me and gave me a really good background to position me to be able to do some good things with the cultivation committee. And just recently, um, when I felt so proud of that, Bethany asked me to be on the executive board and to um, lead um, our activities and our projects for both 
sustainability and cultivation. So I'm really excited about that. I've been thinking um, um, and really trying to think outside the box and come up with some new ideas. So I can't um, wait tomorrow, no, not tomorrow, Friday, I'll have an opportunity to meet with Daniel. And so we'll um, start strategizing and putting some plans together and then bring on um, our other members um, for the Cultivation and Sustainability um, Committee. So I'm really excited, Jake, about the potential of what we can do there. Yeah, absolutely. That's very exciting. And for our listeners who don't know, Benavon is our individual uh, giving model, um, which basically is you know, creating an entry point for people new to the organization to get them uh, involved, if they so choose, um, in you know, a myriad of ways. And uh, that's great. I think you'll bring a lot of fun ideas to the table. And uh, just, again, you know, there are just so many different ways that people can get involved with the organization. Um, and, that yeah, that's tremendous what you're doing with them. So, Jake, any ideas that you have that you can give to us um, on the Sustainability or Cultivation Committee is very much welcome, it's extremely so. So we're interested in, you know, any and everybody's ideas. I, I really do believe a team effort mm-hmm. is just gives you so much more than, you know, if it's just an individual. So in, any ideas, we welcome them. I will put my thinking hat on. Um, Andre, I know you haven't been involved for that long, but, uh, you know, outside of that initial introduction that you had to the organization, is there a memory that sticks out from being on the board or even a favorite DC Scores event? There's a couple. It's really hard. Um, One, um, I'll, I'll give you two examples. One was at the breakfast, and I don't know if you remember the young man, uh, how could you not remember him, the young man that got up there and um, quoted poetry and basically that what his message was was that he wants to be a scholar and it's all mm-hmm. about education and Xavier. it's all about becoming, yeah. you know, a really good person. And when I sat there and, and I watched the people at the breakfast table with me, um, people were very full because you just, you just know that um, it, that given an opportunity, um, anybody can do anything. And because of his involvement with um, with the soccer program and the poetry and the community service and and everything that he's gotten out of DC scores, he brought all of that together and just got the message to all of us that it was so clear. It's like, no, I'm not going to be the one that you know that it's violence in the community. I'm not going to be the one that you think that I'm the rapper doing this. No, I'm all about education and being a scholar and learning and being bright and intelligent and giving back. And he just touched all of us. And I had an opportunity to talk to his mother and father very briefly after the breakfast. And um, they were just amazing role models for him. And then the second one for me was, again, it was a, a, a poetry and it was a young woman who talked about violence and stopping the violence in the community. And what just makes, just what, again, just just touches my heart is that when you think about some of these young kids and, and some of the things that they have to experience as a young child in their community, you know, they, they just happen to be there, for them to be so strong 
and to understand the right and the wrong and not to be not to want to be part of things that are bad for the community and things that people are doing that are wrong, but choose to do the right thing and, and absolutely have goals and have visions on what they want to do and where they want to go in life. Tell me what's better than that, nothing. So I love the, um, the self-expression through the poetry. It's one of my highlights. Yeah, yeah, me too. And actually the, the first kid you were talking about, Xavier, he yeah. uh, has had quite the D.C. Scores uh, career, if you will. Last year, he uh, performed a absolute standout poem about his school closing, which he then performed on NBC4 live on their midday news last January, and then he performed it at the America Scores National Poetry Slam at the New York Stock Exchange and was chosen as the one kid out of 26 uh, at the event to perform it live on MSNBC on the Lawrence O'Donnell show. So <laughs> he is no stranger I, to the I, bright lights. Yeah, I think you and I might be able to get some lessons from him. What do you think? I think I might ask for some coaching lessons from him because he's quite a professional now. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, he is He is unbelievable. And just one of the few, but um, he is certainly uh, performed at a lot of our highlight events. Right. And the only other one that I would say to all of our listeners that I think is such fun, and that's the Jamboree. Oh, my gosh. You're talking <laughs> about having fun. The, the first time that I went to it, and I stayed out there all day. I got there early in the morning for setup, and I stayed until cleanup. And when I saw, it had to be over a 1,000 soccer players, and I saw how organized it was, like literally, okay, these groups, your time is up now to compete. Okay, you guys are playing over here. We're doing face painting over here. We're handing out, I was part of the box lunches. We're handing box lunches out over here. We're doing this over here. I said, this is amazing. What I wanted was an aerial view of it because it was so organized and it was so much fun. I mean, I was dancing. I was laughing. We got plenty of sun and everybody. The parents were wonderful. The coaches were wonderful. The staff was fabulous. It was so much fun. I would encourage everybody to come to that. Yeah, it's the biggest event of the D.C. Scores year. 1,500 kids, families, community members. I think we had close to 200 volunteers last year. Uh, I was at the, I was at the middle school fields during it, and literally like the tents on the other side at Anacostia Park, like where they were doing the face painting and lunches. Yeah. Like it looked like a dot on the horizon. Like it was just such a huge event. So May 30th this year, back at Anacostia Park, it's going to be bigger and better than ever. People should definitely uh, come out and check it out. Um, I'll see you there, Jake, for sure. I will see you there. Sounds good. Andre, I'm going to let you go real quick. Let's do a couple of fun questions, though. First, uh, what's your uh, what's your favorite uh, sports team? Oh, I just, it's, it's, I'm a diehard, and I'm going to be respectful because we're a little rough, and that's the Eagles. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're a little rough as fans. You know, we have a little history there, but uh, always an Eagles fan, diehard Eagles fan. I'm sure you are one of the uh, nicer Eagles fans. I, I am. I am. <laughs> I absolutely am. What about your favorite uh, musical artist or poet or author? Mm, 
Let's see. I have so many, and I am, uh, I'm a Jay-Z fan. I really am, and I'm a Beyonce fan. I think the two of them, I just watched some old videos that they did mm-hmm. um, two nights ago, and I was like, what talent? Oh, my gosh, they're so talented. So I'm very much a Jay-Z and Beyonce fan. And what's your uh, favorite food or favorite meal? Well, that's a toss-up because I really like food. Um, <laughs> I would have to say um, sushi. I just had sushi yesterday. So, Love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big sushi fan, for sure. And finally, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Why should someone get involved with DC Scores? Why should someone come to a High Five tour or start volunteering? Um, I would say, absolutely. here's what I would say to you, is that... Um, if you are one who is very blessed and fortunate, and all of us are, every everybody is, the fact that we're living today and and we live where we do, and many of us have had so many blessings, um, you have an opportunity to touch the lives um, of these young kids. I can't think of anything more fulfilling for an individual than to be able to give back and make a difference in the lives of um, the young kids who so need many of us as a role model, as a coach, as a person to listen um, to their stories and, and what they have to say. And I, I find it to be just inspirational. And I know that we're giving, but I leave every, every interaction that I have, every encounter that I have, as I drive back home, I'm like filled with joy. I'm filled with happiness, so although I might be giving, I feel in, in, in many ways that um, I'm getting so much from so many of them, and I, I can't think of a better way to, to spend your time than to spend your time with some of these wonderful kids. Well, we certainly appreciate all that you've already done during your short, short tenure on the board. Andre Custis, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jacob. Thanks for what you do and the staff does. I appreciate you. Have a great day. All right, you too. Anthony Brown been on the DC Scores board since 2013. Anthony is currently the Vice President of Human Resources at Northrop Grumman Corporation, and before that, he was at uh, Clark Construction, a longtime supporter of DC Scores, um, which, fun fact, actually, they stopped by the office yesterday morning to present us with a $25,000 check. So that was very nice, and Anthony has uh, made many contributions to DC Scores in many different capacities. Anthony, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Jake. I am doing extremely well, and congratulations on the generous gift from Clark Construction. Yes, yes, it was a great visit from them yesterday. Uh, Very excited about that. But, um, Anthony, so let's start off. um, Why don't you tell the listeners kind of, how you heard about DC Scores in the first place and what got you interested initially? Sure. Actually, it it does date back to my days at Clark Construction. I had just recently transferred from the West Coast, coming over to the DC, Maryland area, and a fellow board member at the time, Jay Grauberger, introduced me to DC Scores. Um, Actually, you guys came to visit the corporate offices of Clark Construction, and I had an opportunity to see the operation um, during a high-five tour. 
Yes. So from there, you know, obviously, um, for those of you who have not participated in the High Five Tour, it's fantastic. The staff is fantastic. Um, had an opportunity to get a taste of what DC Scores was all about. However, I was hooked. I will never forget the day I was hooked at a breakfast where I had an opportunity to speak with a parent of a participant of DC Scores, and, and she talked about the transformation of her once shy child, who, excuse me, you would never know had ever been shy. I knew that DC Scores was a place that I wanted to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, that's the case for just so many kids within our program. You know, they enter in third grade. Many of them are, are quite timid. Um, you know, it's hard during the first month of fall programming to get them to, to write down any of their feelings on paper. And then by early December, a few months later, they are performing on stage at the Poetry Slam in front of 500 people. It really is incredible. Um, so is it safe to say, Anthony, that the that the poetry aspect kind of brought you in initially, or was there another part of the program that you experienced that really got you thinking, man, I want to be a part of this? Well, honestly, it's the entire formula. It's mm -hmm. the aspect of teams. I have been associated with teams as long as I can remember. Um, so the idea that you have um, a combination of team sports and all of the um, various leadership qualities that a child is able to learn um, during those activities, along with uh, the poetry and self-expression, as well as the community service, all of these um, attracted me to DC Scores. And as I learned more and more and had an opportunity to actually see uh, the children in action in each one of the components, I knew that DC Scores had a very unique formula that actually works. Do you remember what the first you know program event was that you went to, or did you go to a school, and what kind of impression did that first dive in, that first experience have on you? So, <clears throat> excuse me, I mentioned already uh, meeting a mother of a DC mm -hmm. Scores participant. From there, I had an opportunity to go to one of the soccer matches, and this was just a typical after-school soccer match. Um, it wasn't one of it wasn't like um, one of the larger events where all the schools come together. But just watching the students, the eagerness, the excitement. Um, I, you know, that was probably the first event that I went to, and from there I knew, um, once again, it was a reminder that this is a powerful form, powerful formula um, of the combination of soccer, um, self-expression through poetry, as well as the community service events. Now tell me, uh, tell me about your role on the board, you are the vice chair of the board, and I know you do several things, many of which I don't know, um, but what are some of the main functions that you serve you know, as a board member for DC Scores? Well, one of the largest things that we just recently finished was actually bringing on a new executive director. Um, so I helped lead the search for identifying Bethany and bringing her on to the 
uh, into the organization, um, which was a huge success, we feel, for DC scores and obviously not just for the organization, but the participants, et cetera. Um, in addition to that, I um, have tried to lend my hand based off of some of my background with many of the activities around the development of the DC SCORE staff. Right. Can you just talk a little bit more about that and what specific things you've done to really help you know, with that development? Sure. Well, we actually have, and launching very soon, a mentor uh, program that we are going to kick off for um, staff participants at DC Scores, where we're going to couple uh, individuals who are interested at DC Scores with board members so that we can continue to build on some of the leadership qualities for the staff's own development. And we spend so much time focused on the DC Scores participant, we also know how important it is for our staff. Um, to continue their own personal and professional development. Wow, that, that is... That will launch in Yeah, go ahead. When did, no, when no, did, that will just launch in February. Wow, I am uh, very excited. This is the first I'm hearing about this. Can I lock you down as my mentor? <laughs> Absolutely. I would be honored. And you are... This is breaking news. I'm not even certain that uh, we have announced it anywhere else, but uh, we are planning to launch this in mid to you heard it here first, folks. Breaking news on the DC Scores podcast. Love it. <laughs> now, Anthony, I know uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, you're, you're a big sports guy, a big team guy. We've talked many times about your uh, basketball playing experience. I know you still play on a team. Um, you know, from that experience, from being on so many teams, I'm sure you can really understand uh, the impact the impact of being on a team, you know, especially for youth. Can you just talk a little bit about that, and has that, you know, resonated a lot with you as you've gotten involved with the organization? Absolutely, Jake. One of the things that you quickly um, appreciate when you're a part of a team is a sense of belonging. So as much as we talk about leadership and we talk about commitments and um, just the you're being humble uh, as usual. Is, Anthony, is there a team growing up for you that really made that impact on you, you know, all the things that you just talked about? Did you have a similar experience to what a lot of these kids have, you know, playing on a DC Scores team? I know I'm testing the memory bank here. No, you are, but that's good. I, I'd let, the trip down memory lane is not a bad thing every once in a while. I, I would say it was my football team when I was growing up. Um, what made it so great, <clears throat> excuse me, I had just moved into 
public schools and coming from private school. And many of my neighbors, um, the kids that I saw in the classroom, I didn't really have as strong a relationship immediately. Um, but once I was out there on the football field, um, I was able to get to know them. They were able to get to know me. And then, you know, before you knew it, uh, my house became the house uh, after football practice or after games where we were hosting activities and really helped me integrate into a new community. Yeah, that's, I mean, that really relates so much to D.C. scores. I mean, you talk about a lot of kids who move to new communities, go to new schools, don't have any friends, and join D.C. scores, you know, join the soccer team, and before you know it, they're, you know, making good friends, and they're becoming a leader, and they're coming out of their shell, so I think that that really relates to, to what we're all about. Have you Have you felt that kind of connection yourself? Absolutely. So, you know, I mentioned things, and it sounds so simple when you talk about going to a soccer match, um, but when you're sitting at the soccer match, you can't help but go back down memory lane and remember yourself when you were running around as a kid. So when you see the big smiles, when you see the energy, when you see the helping each other up off the ground, when you see it, it translates to pure joy, these kids feeling as if they're a part of something bigger than themselves. And yes, that absolutely um, for me feels like what I experienced as a kid. And I, I'm just so happy for kids that may not otherwise have that opportunity if it was not for DC scores. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you taught, you touched on you know how you were initially introduced to DC scores and meeting the parent, you know, from your couple years involved is there a an event or a memory that really stands out to you? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that one stands out um, simply because not only did I have an opportunity to meet the young man who had earlier delivered um, his poem from the year before. You have to forgive me, this has now been several years ago, but um, he had delivered a poem. I was so impressed with him. And then to see his mother at the end talk about the young man who I wouldn't have recognized um, because the young man that had that stood in front of us and shared his poem was confident, was articulate, was uh, looked people in the eye. Um, the, the young man she described prior to his involvement with D.C. scores um, was dramatically different. So that just stood out to me, and I think it represents um, all of you know, what we are so proud of with not just the participants, but the teachers, the volunteers, uh, the staff. Um, this is the type of transformation that is possible and that we constantly see. So I, I've seen several examples of this, but this just happened to be the first one and just truly resonated with me. Anthony, do you have a favorite large-scale D.C. scores event, whether it's Fall Frenzy or the Poetry Slam or Jamboree? It's the Poetry Slam. <laughs> Hands down, it's the Poetry Slam. Um, as I'm a team guy, love sports, um, love soccer, and I'm watching the kids run around on the field and 
but you know, there's nothing like having these kids come stand up on stage in front of an audience of 500 people and stand up with their shoulders squared back, heads held high, um, talking about things that in some cases are just so intimate and they're being vulnerable and they're just, it, it's, it's extremely powerful. Um, I walk away every time just absolutely overwhelmed with emotion and joy for these young people. Amen to that. That is my favorite event, too, and, and many others um, for obvious reasons. Um, Anthony, I'll get you out, out of here on some, uh, let's do some fun questions here. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your favorite sports team or teams? <laughs> so right now I'm rooting for Seattle Seahawks because uh, they have a chance to repeat. I'm a big Russell Wilson fan, and it uh, looks like they have a strong possibility going into this weekend. Uh, to have another shot at the Super Bowl. Sounds sounds great. Uh, fun fact, I actually, when I was a freelance sports writer in uh, Durham, North Carolina, I covered a couple NC State football games and got a chance to meet and talk with Russell Wilson. And he is, well, at least back then, it's been a while, but he was just a, a great guy, just a very high character. So it's not surprising to see his success. That's fantastic. I'm envious. <laughs> What about a favorite uh, musical artist or poet or author? Hmm. That's a very good question. Um, wow. That's a, you've got me stumped there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Excuse me. You know, I would, I would struggle with that, too. I, I'm... I know I'm putting you on the spot here, so we. Can, what about here? This one might be easier. What about a favorite food or a favorite meal? Oh well, I could talk about food all day long. <laughs> artists, I appreciate artists, but I appreciate so many different artists. Uh, food is a little easier for me. I always enjoy a great steak. Has to be cooked medium well and um, lightly seasoned with salt and pepper, but um, a well cooked ribeye. Um, is my absolute favorite food. Can't go wrong with that. And final question, you know, why should someone out there, Anthony, get involved with DC Scores? Why should they come to a High Five Tour? Why should they start volunteering? Because the transformation that I talked about is real. When you're talking about children, real children, who are otherwise, there's so many examples where they maybe have not had that influence that have allowed them to break out of their shell. Um, and you see a child who, after participating in DC scores, is big smiles on she or he um, on their face. And you listen to people who knew the young lady or young man before they were involved in DC scores, and you recognize that a transformation has literally occurred, why would you not be involved in something like that? Why would you not try to increase the number of individuals or young kids that we can make that type of radical change for in their lives? Um, so that would be my push for anyone who's sitting on the fence or anyone who's interested in learning more, go out and um, watch one of the soccer matches. Come to a high five tour, 
um, it, there's some true magic that's happening at DC Scores. Anthony Brown, DC Scores board member since 2013. Thanks so much for taking the time, Anthony. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jake. All right, have a good one. I am now joined by Karen Lovich, who has been on the board of DC Scores since the spring of 2013, and Karen is a leader of the health law practice at Mintz Levin here in Washington, D.C. Karen, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks, Jake. I'm excited to be here. Great. Well, um, let's start off. Why don't you just tell me or tell our listeners you know, how you were initially introduced uh, to DC Scores? Uh, sure. Uh, I had a, a very close friend, Neil Hare, who was a longtime supporter and former DC Scores board member who um, would constantly, you know, hit me up for donations, to attend events, and I would always make the donations, but I, for whatever reason, I could never work it out so I could attend the events. Uh, that all changed in the fall of 2012 when I attended the Get in the Game Breakfast, which is one of our uh, DC Scores big uh, fundraising and uh, public awareness events every year. And, you know, from the moment I, you know, stepped in that breakfast, I was hooked on DC Scores. Um, you know, watch the video, you know, listen to the kids, um, you know, give their live performances and, you know, was truly, you know, really moved to tears. And I had been on a previous uh, nonprofit board and uh, really enjoyed that experience. And I was looking for um, a new opportunity, something, you know, that I was passionate about. And, you know, I really felt like um, I had found that after going to the breakfast. And so, um, ended up, you know, in a dialogue with Amy, our former executive director, about, you know, board opportunities. Great. And you mentioned that, you know, just that event and watching the video and seeing a kid perform really pulled you in. Was there, when you think back on it, was there one particular aspect of our program, whether it was the poetry or whether it was the soccer, that really attracted you or that you really connected with initially? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, um, it was definitely the poetry, um, which that's, I think that um, most people would say it's the soccer. For me, it was the poetry. Um, you know, the thing about the soccer is, you know, much like, uh, you know, the kids that we serve, um, you know, I didn't have access to that. We didn't have soccer at all um, where I grew up in rural West Virginia. Um, so it's not something that, you know, I would instantly connect with. Um, I, I wish that I did because I feel like it's something I really missed out on. So, you know, for me, um, that my initial connection was really to the poetry. I'm an English geek. Um, I uh, majored in English in college. I am uh, a self-professed uh, grammarian. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm an English geek, and I think it's um, – I, I think it's really pretty amazing that we are able to give, you know, kids the uh, level of exposure um, that they're getting to poetry um, at such a young age and in such a concentrated way. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I have an English background myself or journalism more so, um, and I, I'm completely right there with you in terms of just connecting to that aspect of the program. What, uh, when you're watching uh, kids, you know, perform their poetry, whether it's at the Poetry Slam or something, some smaller event or a donor event, what, uh, what's going through your mind as you're watching them? 
I, I'm so, I, I am unbelievably impressed at um, the, the poise and the confidence that the kids have when they're reading their poetry. Um, and, you know, along with that comes animation. And I just, I can barely imagine myself at that age um, having, um, you know, the guts and the presence to be able to do the things um, that the kids do in our poetry program. Yeah, absolutely. It really is incredible how we see kids who come in the program in September and don't even know what a poem is and really have, you know, no confidence to uh, stand up in front of their peers. And then three months later, they've completely come out of their shells and they are performing in front of 500 people, uh, memorized poems. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, you know, the poetry program, it's an opportunity to, you know, improve your, um, you know, enrich yourself intellectually, you know, improve your, um, your, your English skills. But, you know, it's also, um, you know, the, the soccer as well as the poetry programs are just fantastic opportunities uh, for developing confidence, which is, you know, important for, you know, every kid out there. Yeah, yeah. Could not agree more. Now, Karen, tell me about your role or your different roles on the board of directors. I know you do several things, but what are some of the main functions that you serve? Uh, I am a, a newly appointed member of the governance committee, and as a member of the governance, the governance committee's um, purpose is to um, do some kind of boring corporate things, um, you know, make sure the bylaws and, you know, all the documents are in order and, you know, the structure um, is as it should be from a legal perspective and from an operational perspective, too. And so I think it's probably um, a good place for a lawyer. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in addition to that, um, it uh, the governance committee also has um, another very important function, which is to um, develop um, uh, future uh, board members. You know, to um, you know, scout board members, evaluate board member candidates. You know, um, entice people to be on the board, and then to make sure that once people join the board, that they are you know properly um, trained and um, introduced to the organization. That seems like a, a pretty fun job. Uh, can you tell me just a little bit more kind of about that in the process of, you know, I know that, you know, a lot of current and former board members uh, came to DC Scores just through a connection. You know, they were a, a friend of a staff member or they began even as a volunteer. But in your current role, um, what are some of the ways that you're looking for those next DC Scores board members? Uh, well, I haven't had my first meeting yet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, jumping the gun, I know. <laughs> I am always on the lookout, you know, even when I, you know, wasn't on the board. Uh, you know, always on the lookout for, um, you know, people who, you know, I think would be interested in the organization and would, you know, really have something to bring to the table. So, you know, the governance committee is going to be spending some time thinking about um, what, are um, what we need, you know, what the skill sets are. Do we need people with a 
who can lend us some experience in uh, public or rela- in public relations. So we need someone who um, has a finance background um, to help, you know, on the finance side. So, you know, I think that is one, you know, another important thing that we do is not just, um, you know, try to get people to join the board, is that we will be spending some time figuring out who the right people are to join the board. One thing that I really love about the organization is, you know, we embody our mission. So the mission is to build teams for, for low-income kids in D.C., and, I'm, and I always feel like, you know, our staff, we are building a cohesive team within our office. Now, obviously, it's a lot more difficult for the board because you only meet formally four times a year, but do you kind of feel the same way in terms of the, the 18 board members that you are building a team and that you are, you know, pretty cohesive and working together on a lot of things? Um, yeah, I, I think so. And I think, you know, we, you know, have faced a couple of, um, you know, pretty substantial challenges um, in the past few months. And I think that the board, you know, really came together um, to, and you know, worked really hard to, um, and, and work really hard to, you know, find effective solutions for the organization. And um, so, I, you know, I, I do think we really work well together. Yeah, and I mean, many of you have been on the board now for a couple years. Um, we are bringing on new board members, but it d- does seem like, you know, a pretty um, strong team where board members have gotten to know each other and a little bit, you know, just outside of, you know, more personally as well, just outside of the uh, the professional capacities uh, through which you're doing the jobs. Yeah, no, I think so, definitely. Cool. Um, Karen, I-, I know you are a big sports fan, big uh, supporter of D.C. teams and West Virginia as well, and I, and I think you, you believe in the power of team sports um, you know, was there a team for you growing up that had a big impact on you? And, and how does, you know, D.C. scores emphasis on building teams for D.C. youth resonate with you? Well, you know, I, I alluded to this earlier. I mean, the, the opportunities for team sports for girls were incredibly limited where I grew up. Um, really, the only opportunity we had uh, was we had girls basketball um, in junior high. It's now called middle school. Um, and we had girls basketball in high school as well. Uh, toward the end of high school, like maybe my junior, senior year, uh, um, they added girls softball. But other than that, there really weren't any opportunities. And, you know, girls really didn't um, – I mean, most girls didn't play sports, mm-hmm. um, you know, but – um, you know, those of us who were, you know, kind of on the girly side, uh, you know, like I was a, a majorette and had a lot of friends who were cheerleaders. And so I will say that, you know, for me it was like a sports team, and I think that I did gain, you know, quite a bit from the camaraderie of that um, and also, you know, from a confidence-building perspective. And so because, you know, I feel like, now when I see, you know, young girls who are, you know, in their, you know, teens and 20s and even their 30s, um, you know, everybody plays sports now. And I think it has done an incredible um, amount uh, of good for women. Um, I think, you know, it, you know, brings women together. I think it gives women confidence that they, you know, might not otherwise have. 
And so I think that that is something, you know, that D.C. scores um, obviously offers women, you know, but, you know, the boys as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I guess a couple months after you joined the board that, you know, that article came out in the Washington Post on the front page of the Metro section uh, that really focused on a lot of the girls in our program who develop a passion for soccer in elementary and middle school and then get to the high school level. And you would think that all high schools would have opportunities for just about every, you know, sport, every mainstream sport, but only four out of 15 high schools uh, have organized, consistent girls soccer teams. So that had to be something that, that spoke to you as well, like, whoa, this is, you know, this is 2013. What's going on here? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. Well, let's do some fun questions uh, to wrap up here, Karen. Um, what are your favorite sports teams? Oh, Jake. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship uh, with the Washington Redskins. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> First and foremost, um, I would say um, I the um, Washington Nationals are you know quickly um, you know growing um, in my eyes, and I think are giving uh, the Redskins a run for their money. Um, I you know I am a I am a former Redskins season ticket holder. I am a half season ticket holder for the Nats, so I've been spending. Uh, they've been, you know, courting me uh, lately, and so I'm spending a lot more time on baseball uh, than football these days. But I'm, I still keep my eye on the Redskins, and I'm hoping, you know, with the addition of a new GM that uh, we're going to see, you know, the Redskins um, in a turnaround in the next couple of years. Well, yeah, at the very least, you've got a good baseball team, a, yeah. a long baseball season to take your mind off of that. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what about, do you have a favorite musical artist or even a favorite poet or author? Um, you know, um, that's a really good question. I, I don't, I wouldn't say I, I pick a lot of favorites in, mm -hmm. um, either one of those areas. I, I have really divergent, uh, music, um, as well as, um, book taste. So I wouldn't say I have a favorite in either area. What about a favorite food or a favorite meal? Oh, that's tough. Um, I, I think I would have to go as, as far. I mean, I would say the entire genre um, of Italian food. And my favorite meal, which um, I requested for my birthday this year, is actually my uh, boyfriend's homemade um, pasta sauce. Mm. Is, it, is there anything special about the sauce, or is it just a straight marinara? Um, I, well, of course it's, there's something special about that sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say that, or he would kill me. <laughs> um, but I would say he makes a, you know, a spicy version of a marinara, and mm. it, is, uh, it is delicious. Sounds great. Well, Karen, we'll end with this one. Why should someone get involved with DC scores, whether it's through volunteering or coming to a high five tour or some other method? Why should someone, um, you know, unfamiliar with the organization get involved? Um, because I, I think, you know, I think there are so, um, many, um, great attributes of the organization and so many different, you know, groups and types of people, 
um, that um, that the organization serves. You know, it does so much for you know children. It does. We do so much to support. If you're a DC resident, you know you should be supporting DC scores because you know we are really the only after-school option in the district, and you know we are the only you know free you know soccer program. And um, so all D.C. residents should want that for D.C. children. We do so much for girls. We do so much for boys, um, you know, all, you know, races, ages. And, you know, I can't imagine why someone wouldn't want to support D.C. scores. Karen Lovich, D.C. scores board member since spring of 2013. Thanks so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. And thanks for all you do for D.C. scores. Sure. My pleasure. Same to you, Jake. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay, you too. All right, bye. It was great catching up with uh, three just tremendous board members and ambassadors of DC Scores, Andrea, Anthony, and Karen. Uh, They and 15 others uh, do so much for the organization, uh, really make what we do for 1,500 kids in the district possible. So thank you again to all of our board members. You can see our entire list of board members by going to our website at dcscores.org and looking under the About Us section. Well, uh, before we wrap up, just want to give you a shout out in terms of what is coming up for DC Scores. Uh, We actually just began our winter season this week. We have a scaled down winter season. Uh, It's six weeks. It's at eight schools and it involves nutrition and soccer clinics. So during a typical week, the kids are learning about healthy living and what foods to put in their body to fuel their body for those for those soccer games. And then uh, they are, you know, doing a lot of hands-on work, uh, working with organizations such as Brain Food to learn how to make healthy snacks and even take those lessons back to their homes and teach their families. So it's a really valuable uh, curriculum for the kids to go through and you know after seeing this for many years now I can say that a lot of kids you know after six weeks have a great idea of um, of how to eat healthy which for an elementary school kid I gotta say when I was in fifth grade I wasn't thinking at all about what I was putting into my body and for a kid to even think just a little bit about that is a big step in them, you know, being a healthy adult and developing good habits. Um, And then also during the winter season, uh, teams hold soccer clinics. And the cool thing about this is that schools come together. So you will have two or three or even four schools doing a soccer clinic with each other. And uh, the kids, you know, they're a little hesitant going in, but the result is always that they make new friends and bridge communities, which is, you know, a big part of our program. And it's really cool to see kids who, before these clinics, might consider themselves rivals um, making new friends and realizing, hey, we're all on the same team. We're all playing for DC scores. Um, And, of course, Our spring season is just around the corner. That kicks off on March 16th, and we will be in 40-plus schools serving kids through soccer, through service learning, and leading up to the biggest event of the D.C. Scores year, the Jamboree on May 30th. If you haven't signed up to come to the Jamboree or to volunteer, check out the volunteer page of our website. It is an incredible action-packed day at Anacostia Park. And finally, if you are 
new to DC Scores, if you want to learn more, uh, we mentioned this during each of those interviews, the best way in a one hour time span is to come to a high five tour at our office. It's just a one hour introduction to our mission. We hold them every other week, usually during the lunch hour, and uh, program staff tell stories of the impact of DC Scores on individual students. Um, and it really paints a great picture of what DC Scores is all about. To see a list of upcoming High Five Tours, just visit the events section of our website, click on the High Five Tours tab, and you can sign up right there. Really easy. So thanks again for listening to the DC Scores podcast. Again, you can subscribe on iTunes. Simply search DC Scores. You can also find our podcast on our blog, dcscores.blogspot.com. And of course, check us out on social media where you can see not only our podcast, but all of our other materials, videos, photos, blogs from past events, uh, profiles of our coaches, of our volunteers, of our donors. Check us out on facebook.com slash dcscores, twitter.com slash dcscores. Follow us on Instagram, DC underscore scores, and check out all those Poetry Slam videos, youtube.com slash DC scores. Thanks again to Andrea, Anthony, and Karen for taking the time and joining me today, and we'll talk to you next time.